There was a show produced by ABC News back in 2015 that ran up until last year called What Would You Do? The premise of the show was they would place hidden cameras around a situation and they would record the see people's reactions when they think no one is watching. These could be sometimes pretty extreme uh, displays of violence, hate crimes, racism, or something that's just a cultural issue. And then they'd get people's reactions. And then the host, John Cajonas, would come out and he'd say, hey, you're on. What would you do? Let me ask you, why did you stand up for that person? Or why didn't you stand up for that person? And it was a great cultural study about why people speak up even when they are in the minority uh, and they feel that they do not have support. But it is a great allegory and metaphor for everything going on in society right now. Sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolton on the America Out Loud Network. Welcome back, Bold Americans. What a week it has been. Yesterday, we had the great Dr. Peter McCullough. If you have not listened to that episode, cue that one up after this one's done today. You do not want to miss that. What an absolute gem. And thank you once again to Dr. Peter for joining the show on America Emboldened. And as he said, he felt emboldened. I love it. That was so great. Okay, today we are talking about why people choose not to take action or why people feel they can't speak up. Now, I used to coach baseball, and there's nothing worse than having your batter go up. It's two outs. They got two strikes, and two balls or three balls. It's a full count, right? You know that you got to make a play. Anything that's close, you tell the batter, you got to swing. And the third pitch comes down, or third strike comes down, I guess I should say, and you hear the umpire strike you're out and i look at the batter and the bat never swung the bat never swung because it was fear of missing or hoping that the pitcher would be the one to make the mistake and it's one of the oldest sayings in baseball right you can't hit with the bat on your shoulder it's impossible you got to swing and you know that you have a possibility to hit the ball if you swing and it's close. We know this, right? That's It's part of practicing for the game. Now, why does this matter in a what-would-you-do type of scenario? Well, after having Dr. McCullough on the program and then after having Dr. Paul Thomas on the program, there are still many people that are sending me, is this the same guy? And I received four text messages where it's the Wikipedia page for Dr. McCullough where I received several articles where it's talking about how Dr. Paul Thomas had his medical license revoked to which I'm thinking to myself, did you listen to the episode where Dr. Paul Thomas talks about it and addresses each and every single one of the concerns? Obviously they did not. All they're willing to do is keep the bat on their shoulders. That's a problem right now in society. You know, we saw on ABC news, the show that I talked about the top, what would you do? They would have situations where people would have some type of injustice. Now, maybe this could be they have an interracial couple that's at a restaurant and the waiter is being ignorant to them and they turn the cameras to see, will anybody speak up about the injustice that's happening to this couple? And that's where we are in society right now. We have a ton of different uh, 
it, we have lots of different information that's right there in front of us, but we are choosing not to deal with it. We're choosing not to learn the facts. So I can use the example of Dr. McCullough. You know, I said that you know, when I sent this out, I got the Wikipedia page sent back to me where, you know, is this the same doctor that's spreading misinformation? Well, listen to the interview, right? And that's what I just talked about. All right. Well, it's that same type of concept right now. There are studies, valid studies that tell you that the COVID vaccine is causing myocarditis, causing permanent heart damage, period. Now, whether you choose to confront that as your reality or not, I'm not going to be called a spreader of misinformation when the peer-reviewed studies are now stacking up in front of me. That to me is when I need to speak up on my show and get the experts on and say, what is going on? Which I'm starting with Dr. McCullough. What is going on? He explained to us, yes, there is not a massive reward. The risk is far greater at this point, especially against these variants that are out there that we're not even treating towards. That's part of what would you do, right? Now, why is it? that the majority of society is not able to look at all of the information. Is it a matter of time? Perhaps people don't have time to consume all the info. That's a very good valid reason. But then when your friends are trying to have a conversation with you about it, are you open to the information that's there? Goes back to Monday's show. Are you seeing your blind spots? Or do you have your mind already made up? These things are safe and effective. The vaccine, 100% safe and effective. I got vaccined, you know? Is that what, what you're really afraid about? Are you afraid that you're looking in the mirror going, oh, I don't want to have this type of energy. I don't want to think this way. There's a study that just came out as well that shows after 90 days that those that have been boosted have a negative, that's correct, a negative <laughs> opportunity to fight against contracting COVID, which is why we're seeing now a pandemic of the vaccinated, right? You might've heard that, uh, that terminology ironically used about a month and a half ago when the numbers started showing the vaccinated are getting sick far greater than the, va than the vaccinated are getting sick far greater than the unvaccinated. That's a fact. That's not misinformation. You can try to label the show <laughs> 10 ways to Sunday, but you rest assured I've done my research. I know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to sit there and put out information that has not been vetted to my listeners. Now, if you want to go get a vaccine, go right ahead. There's nothing stopping you. If you feel that you're well-informed, then by all means, go ahead and get one because it's your life. It's your liberty decision. But stop trying to impose your will on other people because I am willing to speak up for those that do not feel that they have a voice. I am willing to be the person at the table alongside this interracial couple that says to the server, you're wrong and you're going to apologize now. I'm not afraid to stand up. I wouldn't have a podcast if I wasn't afraid to stand up. But we also have to talk about all of the other issues of where people have blind spots. Donald Trump. Now I've heard people say, well, Donald Trump, you know, he's, he's 
horribly been attacked. You know, he didn't do anything to incite any violence whatsoever on January 6th. They're trying to pin this on him. Okay. Have you listened to any of the facts that have been put out by the Democrats? Have you listened to their side of the story? You've probably heard me say on my show before, I don't believe that there was an insurrection on January 6th. I don't believe that's the word that should be used. That stated, if I go and I look back on what was happening at that point in time, I can see where Donald Trump was firing people up. He had people convinced that the election had been stolen. He had people convinced that what they should do at that point in time is the fight fight for the country. Those were exactly his words and the people around him's words back on the days leading up to January 6th. Now, does that mean that he incited a riot? Does that mean he deserves the charges that are coming at him? Well, that's what we need to talk about. The evidence that's out there is able to be seen by anybody who wants to look at it. This is no different than the individuals that say, well, what about uh, Hunter Biden and uh, Joe Biden? Where's the evidence in the emails that, that John Paul seems to have found? Well, there's people that are talking about it that have seen the records. You're just not looking for the information. You're putting your head in the sand. The information's out there. Now, why aren't there criminal charges? Well, the same reason why we don't have the actual criminal charges for Donald Trump yet, because all we've basically had at this point is a grand jury type of testimony in Congress, which wasn't fair and balanced, but let's be honest, grand jury testimonies don't need to be fair and balanced. And the Hunter Biden stuff that still hasn't been presented in order to be dealt with, but the Republicans have already mentioned they're going to look into where the suspicious uh, pays have happened and where they can see it in the emails where there was tens of millions of dollars funneling in. The, that information's out there. You can choose to find it and then you can choose to act on it or you can choose to remain quiet, or you can choose to say that's misinformation. You know, we can say, oh, this stuff about Donald Trump inciting any type of violence or convincing people that the election was fraudulent. Well, that's misinformation. Is it? Is it misinformation that that he was stating this? No, I don't think it is. Now, how we interpret that information, that's two different things. That's an important thing to say. But this concept of what would you do? This concept of how do you take control of the misinformation label that's out there? Well, I think it's very difficult, and we just discovered why it's so difficult. We discovered just yesterday on the show, if you're to believe Dr. McCullough and what he said, that there were billions of dollars that went to these agencies in order to spread the propaganda. Now, I don't believe that there was this huge ill intention, so to speak, of trying to murder a bunch of different people uh, with some type of experimental mRNA vaccine. You're not gonna hear me say that on the show. I don't believe that that's the case. What I do believe is we moved at a breakneck speed because we were in a mass casualty event for the elderly and there were people dying and governments around the world were desperate to do something. I believe they also knew that the lab origination story was there so they know how dangerous it is. And so as a result, they rushed everything and they did use propaganda to claim that things were misinformation because I believe they felt this was the best path forward. I also believe they made a grave mistake. I agree with Dr. McCullough and you heard me say yesterday, 
Will we find out in 10 years that the vaccines that everybody received have been one of the worst mistakes of humanity? And he said, well, we've already made the mistake. And that's chilling when you think about it, because I know people that were speaking up and saying, don't get vaccinated. And they were called crazy or anti-vaxxers or anti-vaccine deniers. They were labeled with the same type of propaganda. And again, now we know why. Billions of dollars spent, social media influencers. Now, something that's interesting about what would you do is normally when one person would speak up in the restaurant, a couple other people would speak up too. It only takes a few brave people to start opening their mouths to speak truth to power for power to take hold. But if no one's willing to stand up to injustice, no one's willing to point out where the factual evidence is, then truth gets stifled. And that's a problem. It's also a problem when now we know that our own government was colluding with all the social media companies, was colluding with the search engines in order to make sure that that exact same narrative was controlled and curated very carefully. At what point do you admit that you're able to be brainwashed? This is a sincere question for all my listeners. At what point do we believe that we're able to be brainwashed? Uh, I was watching an interview recently with somebody who used to work for Facebook and now Meta, and they talked about how Facebook, for those that were using it for several years, knew more about your psychological makeup than you yourself knew about your future decisions, that they could predict exactly what you would be doing within the next month, six months to a year. And they could curtail advertisements and do a ton of other things by using their algorithms and AI in order to make those predictions. Now, if they can know exactly what you're going to do into the future, they know how you think, don't you think they can craft a message to make sure that you say to everybody, that vaccine's safe and effective. You need to go get it. You're going to kill people. You're going to kill grandma. Don't you think that all of a sudden people can become brainwashed in the thinking that that is their only option for survival? Because the truth of the matter is there's still 40% of the population that did not get vaccinated. And that percentage of the population did not die off. That did not happen. Uh, we can see other countries where there is less vaccination rates and everybody seemed to have their day of reckoning, not going to paint a a rosy picture there. But when it comes to who passed away, let's talk about the facts. Let's talk about the elderly. Let's talk about the comorbidities. And also, if we're going to have this conversation, let's talk about all the people that are dying right now that are not dying from COVID. And I want to talk about that on the other side of the break, because my Facebook wall, it's not right. And, uh, I'm seeing something. And so what would you do? I'm going to speak up. You're listening to America emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America out loud network. Be right back. Now the spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America out loud. Now we invite you friends to invest some of your time with our magnificent family of experts, their minds and voices. It's all back at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. 
Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Welcome back, bold Americans, to the second half of the show. We're going to go a place where I don't want to go, but we got to go there because... If this is what would you do, then I need to speak up. I need to shout this, what I'm seeing. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know that this will resonate with all my listeners. So I'm going to ask you to honestly, honestly evaluate the statements I'm about to make. Okay. Honestly evaluate this. I have had many conversations over the past, really almost a year, but increasingly over the past four to six months where people are telling me that a young person has died, died rapidly from a heart attack. Um, a young person um, I define as somebody who is in their thirties or forties. If it's somebody in their twenties or, or younger, even more so I would define that, but I'm hearing of people in their mid thirties and in their forties. Now, I don't want to get too personal on this, but I've also had people telling me about friends that I know, and I apologize right now if this is difficult for some of my listeners to hear because they might know the people that I'm talking about, but I've had friends that are telling me that we know individuals that are getting cancers, multiple people in my life that are in their forties are being diagnosed with cancer. Now, you tell me, is that something normal to know five people that are all in kind of a same state, same area, same kind of not friend group, but kind of interdispersed and having people that are dealing with cancer? I, I don't know. I, I don't have empirical evidence from when I was 40 before. Well, I'm not 40, but 40, almost 44. Um, but you, some of my listeners, they may know. Is that something that you start hearing when you're in your forties? Maybe it is. I also know that I know people over the past year that have died that way. There's also been individuals in my life as well as, uh, people that I know that have told me that their friends 
have started having seizures. Uh, that is concerning. Some odd health things, growths. This is all very concerning to me. So I'm going to ask you to evaluate your own friend wall. I'm going to call it a friend wall on social media, right? Because we're so connected now to the people of our past. Have there been people over the past two years that died unexpectedly? Have there been people that, you know, you're like, wow, was it from heart attacks? Do you remember there being lots of heart attacks for young people in previous years? And then if you are seeing this, if you are, is it okay to say what has changed? We have COVID in our life and we have vaccinations in our life. We have both of those two things. I think it is okay to say that. I think it is okay to start this go, okay, which one is it? Is it COVID that's causing people to die later on because now it's causing some type of damage with the spike protein? Or is it the vaccine activating things in people's bodies, the myocarditis? You know, I just typed in today just to find out, you know, if I can see it in my own newspaper to do this show. And individuals that I do not know I'm seeing have passed away suddenly. And so then I went to find out that they pass away suddenly from a car accident. Uh, what was it? You know, it was it something that was a natural cause. And I read to find out, hey, passed away suddenly. Donate to the American Heart Association. Huh. I'm guessing maybe that person died of a heart attack. Again, I don't have all the data for this. I'm just asking my listeners to find out, is this something that you're seeing on your side too? Is this something that you're seeing uh, from other yeah, in, in your life? If it is, do you have a responsibility to start speaking out? I say yes. What would you do, right? The microphone, the cameras are on you. You're going to need to start speaking up. If I'm correct here, I'm correct in seeing that there are young people that are passing away. And again, young people, people that are like 55 years and younger, especially if they're in the 30s and 40s, just to reiterate that if you're dying of a heart attack at that age, and you're also not morbidly obese, you also don't look like you, you should have been dying from a heart attack. I hate to say that, right? Of course, you know, if somebody had diabetes, maybe that pre-existing condition. But my, my point just being is, if these are people that we didn't see any warning signs coming, we should all speak up and say, wait a minute, let's not get boosted. Let's not put vaccines in children's arms. If that's the case, if you see that, if you do not see that, but you've truly looked, you've truly looked and you've truly listened. You listened to the episode yesterday and you're like, you know what? I just don't believe Dr. McCullough. I don't believe what he's saying. Now, if you don't believe what he's saying, hopefully you listen to all of those papers that he cited and you're willing to go look up those papers because I started to do that. And I really realized just how much more powerful his words were when backed up with the studies. And that's the interesting thing. I don't see people going on to look up the studies that are actually being cited. I he hear people that are attacking words from people that are speaking out about this, not attacking the studies. It's ad hominem instead of actually going, oh, okay, well, what are they referring to? Yeah, it's so, so very important. And I, I, I'm kind of depressed here going through this. I am going through the local obituaries and 
the amount of people in their forties and fifties and the headlines are all so very similar. I, I, I highly, you know, recommend that you do this too. What, what got me thinking into this direction today for the record is, um, on one of uh, a Facebook page that I belong to, I saw where a young person had just died. Another young person about a week later, they had a heart attack and they're now in heart failure. And, uh, that really kind of shook me because they're somebody who's younger than me. And these are all just piling up the cancers, the heart attacks. It's pretty depressing. I got to be honest. And again, what would you do? I'm speaking up about it. I'm speaking up now. I think it's tough to speak up about this stuff. I think it's tough to uh, point to people where we might all of a sudden have a pessimistic view. We don't need to have a pessimistic view. We can have an optimistic view, but the only way to have an optimistic view is if we're all looking at the facts the same way, meaning not that we all have to agree, but rather what we need to do is be able to listen to one another and say, I hear you about this. I know this. And as a result, this is how I feel. And then from there, we can also go, all right, at the end of the day, who is in charge of your well-being? Is it your doctor? No, it's you. At the end of the day, you are your own advocate for your health. At the end of the day, you are the person that needs to speak up for yourself in order to make sure that you have a outcome of your health choice, however that may be. So if you want to get vaccinated, go right ahead. If you don't want to get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. You want to go get that flu shot, get your flu shot. You don't want to get your flu shot, don't get your flu shot. The choice is yours. The choice is not the government's. The choice is not your doctor's. It's not your Walgreens technician or CVS or Rite Aid or whatever type of pharmacy you have. The choice is yours. Same thing with your children. The choice is yours to make for your children. The choice isn't the government's for your children. And I just, that's an interesting story too. You know, in in the United States, baby, I believe it was Alex, um, died after receiving a blood transfusion uh, from a vaccinated patient. And as a result, uh, there are, well, that's the allegation. It's because it was a, somebody who had been vaccinated. The parents, the baby developed a blood clot in their leg and um, that blood clot couldn't be cleared with blood thinners and the baby died. Well, as a result, there's these people down in, I believe it was Australia, Singapore, um, where they were saying they didn't want their baby's heart transplant without clean blood. And Australia just came straight and they took the baby from the family. It was like, peace out. We're going to go do the surgery. We got to save the kid's life. And I kind of get that, you know, you got to save the kid's life. And at some point, but I also understand that at the end of the day, the parents need to have a say in the health outcome. Now, why are we so divided? Well, what if I told you that the reason we're so divided is because our government and the agencies all around us have kept us so divided that the reason why we cannot agree on things. And the reason why we're fighting is because some people quite literally have been brainwashed. Some people quite literally have drinking, (laughs) have drank the Kool-Aid and drinking. I don't even know. That's why I don't teach English everybody. Um, But that's why some people might've drank the Kool-Aid already on this. You know, that, that whole, well, every single doctor that's credible says that you should go get a vaccine. You know, why are you listening to these five doctors over here that no one listens to? (laughs) 
that's that's you're brainwashed. You're absolutely brainwashed if you're making statements like that. But now we finally have proof. We finally know why the entire world has been brainwashed. And it's all because of Elon Musk that we have these answers. True story. So Elon has finally uh, kind of stepped out of the way, given the multiple reporters. And today we got Twitter files eight. Now I told you I wasn't going to cover the Twitter files unless there was information that I felt was pertinent. That was so big that it needed to be discussed. And because this is the, what would you do episode? And I'm wondering why people didn't do more. I'm wondering why people just accepted things. Well, now I understand people were brainwashed literally. That's right. Twitter files, part eight, how Twitter quietly aided the Pentagon's covert online psyop campaign. That's right. They had about a hundred thousand different people that were in spy agencies, all running 30, the 40 bot type accounts in order to push information and do it in a way where it might be somebody that only had like uh, 450 followers, but they would reinforce the information. So other people would reinforce the information. This is something that I would expect to see on Jesse Ventura's television show about conspiracy theories, except it's frightening because it's true. And we have, this goes back in the 2017 in these files. So in 2017, the United States central command sent Twitter a list of 52 Arabic language accounts. And it says we used to amplify certain messages. And so I went on to a couple of these accounts because the one at justice, uh, underscore AR was still on, uh, that's still on Twitter. You can still see, and there's posts in Arabic, which I can't read with white house links. And it has like, you know, uh, Iranian flags next to American flags and Saudi Arabian flags next to American flags. And I'm looking at this going, this account barely has any followers. Why would they do this? Why would they have this account to amplify? And then it starts to make sense. Then it starts to click. I start reading through this and the entire basis for doing the, int- th- this whole thing was what they hope to do was to create a narrative around the world. Now this narrative could be about the wars, right? So we have right now Russia and the Ukraine. So they would have accounts that say, I stand with the Ukraine and they would amplify these accounts to be seen by Americans, be seen by different Europeans, part of the European union in order to get people to feel sympathetic towards something. Now, remember what I said earlier about Facebook, knowing how you're going to react to something simply by their algorithm. Well, now we know that all of these agencies were involved at Facebook, at Twitter, at least from 2017 on in order to change what people believed in order to fight their wars and create propaganda. In fact, the one Twitter official who spoke to Li Fang said that they felt deceived by the covert shift. Still many emails throughout 2020 showed that high level Twitter executives were well aware of the department of defense's vast network of fake accounts and covert propaganda. And yet they did not suspend these accounts. Okay. So I need you to think about things critically here. Just as I was asking you to think about if you know any young people that have been passing away quite unexpectedly in your life. And I'm sorry if you know anybody personally that this has happened to, 
All right. So I, I, again, I just want to go back to, I'm sorry for kind of reopening wounds. If, if you're thinking about this going, you know what, Greg, you're right. But I also want you to think about what was going on with the election 2020 and realize that the Pentagon had accounts all over the world through their agencies, the department of defense, and each of their agents was running 30 to 40 shadow accounts in order to amplify messages. Imagine what they could do with an election. Imagine what they could do with getting you to believe things about COVID and what is misinformation. Imagine what they can do in order to get you the fight with somebody else over something. And I always thought it was interesting, the people that were like, oh, look, let's put a magnet on your arm where they gave you this vaccine and look, it sticks. I, I, I would even venture to say at this point, that was all part of a, a purposeful misinformation campaign just to get people fired up so they could get the rest of their narrative to stick. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, we found out that Twitter actually had an attorney uh, that was working along with the Pentagon on the propaganda campaigns. They, they had somebody that was all for this. Now that coupled with Twitter files, part seven that came out just yesterday, which again, since I didn't cover, but it does pair nicely with it. We found out that the FBI, our government paid over $3 million to Twitter that paid the salaries of employees because they were doing so much work for the FBI. So there's going to be two places you can go today with this show. You can sit there and go, Greg, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't believe that we should be that worried about any of this. You know, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I think the vaccines are completely safe. Greg, you know, I, 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 so what? The government's on Twitter. Big deal. Or you can say, you know what? That is not right. This is not right that the world around us is all an illusion. That the people that have been telling us it was an illusion have been labeled as misinformation, have been labeled as a threat to our democracy. The threat to our democracy is right here. It's domestic. It is the agencies around the world that are controlling the masses. That's it. Now you can choose which side you want to believe. I'm going to go with standing up. What would you do? And I'm telling you guys right now, We've all been brainwashed. Some of us rose above the brainwashing. Good for you. Don't gloat. Now's time to grab your neighbor's hand and help them up from the ground so they can see the world that you've been living in. And for those that don't want to get up off the ground, those that the message doesn't reach, you know, the best I can say is pray for them that at some point in time, they can see the light of the huge propaganda campaign that has been run against all of us. May God have mercy on us. All right, everybody, that's the end of today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Uh-huh.